Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast here at Union Grove Lumber Studios. To know more about the Shed Geek Podcast, visit us at shedgeek.com. And for all your lumber needs, call one of the team members at 704-539-5506 or visit us online at uniongrovelumber.com. Hey, stop what you're doing. Listen to this mini barn sponsor. Hey, Shed Builder. This is Justin Burnett with Midco Products. We are the nation's leading manufacturer of doors that are designed specifically for the shed industry. And we build a large variety of heights and styles to fit all of your needs. We're also a leading distributor of windows and hardware designed for the shed industry. If we can help you in any way, please give us a call at 270-247-7447. Hello and welcome back to SheddsForSale.com studios. We do have uh, John Diener on the phone here today from Site Prep. John, uh, do you want to yep. take a moment just to sort of introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So, first of all, I'm honored to be uh, on your show. And, um, yeah, I'll do my best to uh, bring any type of education to anyone listening here. So, awesome. so not sure exactly where to start here, uh, but I'll – I'll just kind of just dive back in. To, <laughs> yep, I'll, I'll go back to when I when I first got part of uh, when I became part of the shed industry. So, started working for a shed company when I was thirteen, and um, so I started off putting vinyl. Uh, I started on a, on, a, on a bay where where we did all the vinyl sheds. So I hung vinyl for oh probably about two years, and then. When I uh, when I turned 16, I did a lot of uh, on-site uh, prefabbing. We traveled all over the East Coast. So I, I prefabbed for, oh, I don't know, probably five years or so. Um, and when I when I turned 21, I um, I moved into the office. Actually, through all that, I uh, so I actually got married in that time. Uh, and after I was married, I didn't want to be on the road as much, so. Uh, uh, the, the guy I was working for at the time offered me an office job in sales. So I was in sales in, uh, for the shed company there for oh, probably a year and a half or so. And then through that, I started um, kind of, uh, I guess, dabbling into, you know, doing my own shed sales. So I had a, I had a, uh, a shed lot down in Maryland where I would go every Saturday and, that's kind of where it all started. So I, I kept uh, hearing customers through, you know, through the seal. You would, you know, sell them the shed, give them everything they need there. And pretty much every seal would come down to the end and they would ask, okay, what about the foundation? What do you recommend here? And you know, can we set it on the grass? Can we uh-huh. use blocks? And, so I would I would educate him like no we we recommend a you know nice level stone pad um, you know basically anything better than just the ground at that point just setting it on the ground and I started picking up like basically I would I would sell the shed and I would educate him on the stone pad and then I would we used to have about two or three different pad guys that we would recommend to the customer so we would do the seal and then we would hand them the business cards for 
for other pad guys and say, here, call these guys. They'll take care of you. Uh-huh. Well, once I, once I figured out that basically I'm, I'm doing the seal on the pad. So, uh, they would call the pad guys and, you know, basically put their order in with them. And until it was one of the, one of the customers had asked if they could run everything through, uh, through the shed company. Like they wanted to buy the shed and the pad through the shed company. So I'm like, sure, we can, we can do that. So after, uh, I did it on that one and I kept, you know, it kept becoming more and more of a demand. And, um, Right over that time, I I was I was doing this mainly with my customers in the Maryland lot, or the the, the lot I had down in Maryland. Um, and the guy that was doing pads at that time, he he didn't want to travel that far. It was about a two and a half hour drive okay. uh, from Lancaster, where we're located there. And he's like, you know what, I you know this this is too too much of a drive for me. I'm really not interested in going down there anymore. And at this point, I felt like I was offering a service that was very valuable to the customers because sure. now they're working, you know, they were working just with me. So, so after he told me that, I was I was pretty bummed out. So I'm like, okay, what do we do now? And so I, you know, talked to my brother at that time, and he was he was actually working for the sh- uh, same shed company as I was working, and and uh, we decided that uh, he, you know, we're going to start this thing. He's going to be the guy putting the pads in, and I'll sell the sheds. So we, uh, we did that for a few months or so. And after a while I seen, man, this is, this is, uh, this is really starting to take more of my time. <laughs> I, I, I had, I didn't have enough of time to focus on just the shed seals as much as the pads, because what happened is we, we put together a plan for, uh, the shed company that I was currently working for so that we could sell pads through this company. And then at the same time, I was, you know, selling pads through my shed lot. So it became very demanding. And over that time, uh, the, the guy that was putting the pads in, uh, when he's seen that we're, we're actually getting our new, our own rig on the road, he came to me and he's like, Hey, you know, I was actually thinking about getting out of the business and he had wondered who want to buy him out. Well, I already had all my stuff, uh, set up. My LLC had, you know, had a new truck, had equipment and I really didn't have any, um, interest in at that time. So I, I told him, no, we're, you know, we already have what we need. So at that point he's okay. Well, he, uh, he asked if we could at least take over his customer base, like take his phone calls. Like, sure. We'll take care of that. So he basically handed us his customer base and that's kind of where it all started from there. Uh, we started, we started off doing more wholesale than retail, uh, which has been a huge blessing. I feel like it's been a, uh, you know, it gave us time to develop our teams and, and I didn't have to worry about the, the, the retail part of it. Um, but even, even today, we still, we still do a lot of wholesale. Uh, we still do more wholesale than retail today, uh-huh. but it, it seems it's, the more we educate our customers and why they, you know, why it's important to have a solid base, you know, it, it's almost like once they see that, the, the value in that, they, they can't go back to just setting the sheds on the ground or just on blocks. So uh, would, would your, prim- even, you know, 
Would your primary yeah. customer then be the manufacturer or would it be the, the end user? Would it be the, the customer who owns the shed? Uh, it, it's both. I mean, we, we do either one. So typically our wholesale, like the shed manufacturers, if, if they want to, or shed manufacturers or shed dealers, uh, if you're in retail, basically you can, you can add the pad as part of a package and, uh, you know, sell it with the shed or if, the, the way we have it set up with uh, some retail lots is they'll, you know, they don't want to deal with any of the, any of the paperwork. They don't want to deal with any of the pad sale and then they'll just refer us. And then we should give them like a, like a kickback for like a referral, uh, referral gift. So it's either one. It, it varies a lot. So you do a lot of different things, gravel, foundations, concrete, you do some excavation work, some basis for swing sets, drainage, demolition. I mean, you guys are pretty busy. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's one of those things that, um, you know, we started off doing just shed pads, <laughs> and we we just kept, you know, as, as uh, our customers, ask about different services we we kind of dabbled around with it and we're like hey this is something that goes really good with us you know it's something that we can easily add to our line um so yeah all the things that that we're adding is you know it's something that we can easily serve because of the equipment we have there's an um, old, old saying that says opportunity finds you when you're working hard you know so it sounds like <laughs> yeah. it sounds like it found you pretty pretty spot on <laughs> yeah well it's it's one of those things where, you know, we, we just, I, I enjoy the, the challenge of, um, you know, just growing, growing the business. And, and along with that, I, I really love to see opportunity for, uh, you know, other guys within the company, like employees to be able to step up into management. I, that, that really is my ultimate goal is to, uh, you know, as far as the, the building, the building of the company part of things, I, I love seeing employees being able to, to step up and basically just uh, being able to manage, you know, a division. So example, like the stone pad division, we have, we have, um, uh, his name is Stan. He manages all the crews. He does all the scheduling. Um, it's just a blessing to be able to see him to jump into something like that and, and, uh, yeah, basically we let him, we let him man the whole division. It's, it's up to him, you know, how many pads he does a week. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, that's, uh, very rewarding to be able to see that. And then same with the concrete division. We have, we know how the guy, um, uh, Leroy is his name. Uh, he's, he's, uh, starting the management on the, on the concrete division now. So it's just, uh, um, yeah, to see that grow, to grow and to see, uh, each manager growing the position. Uh, we have Matt. He's in he's in retail sales there again. He uh, yeah, it's just a blessing to see guys being able to step in and and um, you know expand their their views and visions and income. You know whatever it may be, their timing. Sometimes they you know with them being able to manage uh, in the office, it gives them more free time. You know with their families or whatnot. So, so yeah, it's. All around, I just love the challenge of, of that whole, uh, uh, the way that looks. So, so, so John, what, what are you guys doing to educate your customer, um, or market? Like how are, how are you, how are you getting out there to, to people? So we have, 
we have a really good marketing team uh, that that helps us with that. So currently, we're doing a lot of. Um, he, he writes up blog posts. Um, he does uh, ads and a lot of uh, just you know regular SEO. Um, basically, he's he's running that whole that whole division with. Um, he there's there's times where we're on the phone for you know an hour. He's just trying to learn more about the product and and um, so basically I'm just providing him with information of what we're hearing from from customers that we work with. Um, so that's that's one thing that we we try and you know ask our customers. It doesn't happen with every single customer, but if we have a customer that's open uh, to sharing, we you know we kind of ask them. You know, uh, what what are some of the things you would like to see around your pad? And then we just try to adjust uh, the way we do, you know, the way we install. Um, and, yeah, just try to add value uh, just by listening and what the customers, uh, what they want. And, and um, yeah, do a lot of advertising online. And we, we don't do a whole lot of paper, paper uh, advertising, but it, it's mainly online. Um, we did see a couple of the videos a, that you had, you know, that kind of showcases your work a little bit. So that was pretty cool. And I think um, when when the customers do contact you, at least uh, if I'm going, if I'm accurate here off the website, you guys actually offer a free quote uh, initially for the for the customers to find out what it'll cost to be able to install that pad. Is that right? Yes, we do. Um, that that's been uh, a, a huge part of our success is, uh, yeah, just having the proper content. And when you mentioned videos, that's been huge for us. Um, we have our marketing guy, they have a, a team of, um, videographers that they'll go out and basically just record the whole, you know, setup from the time we get there through the install. Uh, and we, we use that, you know, we use it on our website, of course, but then we also use it. We're sending out quotes, uh, we'll, we'll show that on our quote. So that way, you know, a quote, most times it's just a bunch of words to the homeowner. So if you can somehow get those words into a, you know, a video, that's, it's been a huge blessing and we get a lot of good feedback from that. And the same with the shed companies, we try and, uh, share, you know, as much content with our shed companies that we can so that they can educate the customers on the way as well. Well, the videos, you know, it's visual, so it showcases the work and a lot of times people have a preconceived notion in their head of what a level gravel pad looks like. And whenever they get on there, they can see the expertise that you guys actually offer the experience and the professionalism and the, Hey, this is what it actually looks like. You guys are, you're, you're in, I was really surprised. Um, I have to, I have to admit they're, um, they're everywhere, man. They're, yeah. Like, uh, Connecticut, <laughs> Delaware, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Vermont, you're headquartered in Lancaster. So like you guys are doing this big time. Um, where does that drive come from to, you know, I mean, you didn't set out probably one day and say, Hey, I'm going to start doing this. Your experience led you into this. You found an area of expertise. What's your drive behind your success so far? So the, I, I can't remember where this thing comes from, but it's the more people you serve, um, uh, basically it, it doesn't want to come to my head exactly the way it's worded, but 
the more people I serve, the, the, the bigger impact I can have on, uh, on, you know, the world basically. So in order for me to continue serving more people, I, I need a team around me to uh, help support that. So the drive behind that, I mean, honestly, I think it comes from the Lord. <laughs> it's, yeah. Absolutely. It's something I, I just feel it. It's my heart is to, uh, I, I love seeing like our team having the opportunity to step into new, uh, opportunity. Um, and when I, if, if I don't continue to grow, it's going to cap and I'm going to be the, basically it'll only grow as big as I, as you know, as I'm willing to let it. So if I, if I let someone else come into a division and let them run with that division, like that to me is very fulfilling. Um, That's awesome. And just being able to, you know, get into con- contact with more customers, you know, there's more opportunity to minister to them. And we've had, some of the guys we've had guys praying with our customers. So that's, it's, that's just uh, very fulfilling when I hear stuff like that from our, um, from our, from our employees. There's a difference. I think a lot of times, John, in like a leader and a boss, uh, and I've heard people say, you know, that a leader will inspire you to get better at what you do. Uh, I think that's a lot of times the reasons we have, salespeople who go out on their own haulers, whatever it is, um, want to eventually do their own thing, uh, want to do their own thing in terms of building. Um, a leader, in my opinion, is not to suppress the possibilities and potential um, of those behind him or those in his charge. A leader should be building them up. And if it means that, that they surpass them even, then that's okay. I used to love, yep. I was a supervisor and I used to get all the, it seemed like the hard cases. Uh, and I would welcome them. People say, well, why do you, why do you want to supervise them or a difficult, difficult employee? I said, well, you just got to tap into the mm-hmm. magic of who they are, because once you find the magic yep. of who they are, um, they may actually go way beyond me, um, in terms of like their potential. Yep. I supervised a lot of people who had way more potential than me. Um, I'm surprised Kyle hasn't said everybody. <laughs> I saw him take a breath. <laughs> That's all I needed. It was it was such a it was such like a, a wholesome moment. I didn't want to bring it down. But I think that I think that it's really encouraging what you're doing. Um, I mean, yes, we're talking about site prep. We're talking about gravel foundations for sheds. But the reality is, you're talking about serving people and building them up to be valuable beyond what they expected that they could be. So I always say, once an employee learns their value. Uh, they typically want mm-hmm. to go out and achieve that for themselves, And I'm just a fan of letting people do really well. I don't have to suppress them uh, so that I continue to do well. I don't mind letting them outshine me. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're prepping, that, you're prepping your employees to be better men. And that's awesome. Yep. Yep. Hey, well, I, I appreciate that. And, and all the glory goes to the Lord. I, I don't, uh, for one, I don't ever want to take any, any of the, uh, I don't want to take any of the glory away from, from, from the Lord sure. there because, you know, that, that what you just said reminds me of, you know, we're, we're Genesis talks about how we're created in God's image. And if that is true, then that means, which obviously I believe it is. Um, but if that, if that is true, then that means that every single person on this earth has something significant within themselves. And they just, some people 
maybe find it sooner than others. Uh, unfortunately, some people never find that. But uh, in order to, um, yeah, it, it's important for us to see and understand that part of how God created each one of us and how we each have uh, something great within us. So, Man, yeah, you were that, right on. Uh, <laughs> you, ever, you ever thought about being a motivational speaker, John? Dude, like my favorite, <laughs> you're talking like my favorite motivational speaker, Les Brown. He 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 says you have greatness within you, you know. And I I instill that in my my children. I tell them that all the time. You have greatness within you. God created you to be great, you know. So yep. uh, and Amen. that that you can't help but for that to be uh, inspirational. And gosh, you sound like an awesome. Yeah. Awesome guy to work for. So I, I bet 11 full-time employees, and it sounds like uh, they're pretty blessed to have you there. And, of course, like you said, all glory goes to God. One of the comments I was thinking of while you were talking was a, it was an old Zig Ziglar, um, I think, quote, that said, you can have anything in the world as long as you help others achieve what it is that they want. Um, so by serving, yep. you actually get more back. And it's a little bit of an unknown thing to, to, to us because at, at times we want to be – we want to gather just for ourselves, as opposed to, yeah, I love that conversation, man. I don't have to have anything to do yeah. with sheds. That's just good talk right yeah. there. <laughs> so, no, that's, that's actually one of my favorite quotes that you just mentioned about Zig Ziglar. That's uh, something that stuck with me early on as well. And, um, yeah, just try and continue to serve each other and be a blessing to each other's lives. So, John, you, you, uh, you grew up knowing what hard work was. You grew up in Lancaster, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Lancaster, on a dairy farm, correct? Yes. So, so I grew up on a dairy farm, and um, that's been a that's been a real blessing as far as you know, learning how to uh, how to work, <laughs> getting up early in the morning, yeah, helping my dad milk you know milk the cows in the morning. That's uh, that's been an early uh, lesson of my life that has been a tremendous blessing. So um, here's my question. Um, I know how come all dairy farms get into sheds. Dairy farmers get into sheds. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess now that you said something, I I never thought of that. But there, a lot of these guys are are uh, yeah, either grew up on farms or had some kind of connection with yeah. farming. Farming. I, I was just in Montezuma, Georgia, not too long ago, and every bit, every one of them. Uh, started on a dairy farm, and I'm like, <laughs> "What? <laughs> Why did everyone get in no the sheds? stranger to hard work?" They yeah, figured, no, it's true. Know? But so, so site prep is a family owned business, correct? Yes. Yeah, so it's my brother. It's me and my brother are in it together. My brother Mike. Uh, we we started off together. He 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 didn't become a partner until just recently. Um, he he actually bought in and. Um, so yeah, he's an he's an official partner now. So, so are you the better um, looking brother or the harder worker? <laughs> he's trying to see well, all this wholesome stuff, and he's trying to bring you into it now. Look out, John. Well, no, listen. I think my brother probably has the brains, but I think I have the look. So we'll leave it at that. There you there go. You go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I I just so I just had uh, a gravel pad put down. Uh, local excavation guy. Uh, tired of rutting up the yard. Uh, my, I've got people at my house all the time. Uh, I don't know. Some people like to call them kids. I don't know. It <laughs> seems to me like they just come and go as they please anymore. 
19 and 17 years old. My 19-year-old's engaged. My 17-year-old's got a girlfriend. I've got four or five vehicles out there. I'm like, hey, uh, Drew, i got to get something done here. Can you come in and do this? So he comes in. He digs out a little bit of the sod. He puts down a, a gravel, you know, a heavier base. And then on top of that, he puts a more fine rock on that. Tell us, kind of walk us through what you see with gravel foundations. Explain to us exactly. Um, you, you you may have some customers on here. Listen, we haven't turned just exactly customer facing yet. Most of the people who listen, I, I, I tend to think are you know inside the shed industry, constantly yeah. trying to better their craft inside the industry. Haulers, uh, dealers, manufacturers, suppliers that, that that reach the industry. They need to be educated, though. They need to be educated. They need to know from a professional. Tell me a little bit about the the, the benefits of the gravel foundation and how you approach that from start to finish. Yep. So what we, so the way we started, uh, we, we, we do it a little different now than the way we started. And I'll just kind of go back to that and then I'll explain why we install it the way we do now. So okay. when we started, basically all we did was, uh, we just put a, you know, a, a four by four or a four by six as the border. Uh, basically dig a little bit of dirt out, dig a little bit of the grass out, and then uh, put 4x6 down and just fill it in with stone. Uh, we, we've done that for, I don't know, probably three years into it or so. We And and at that point, we've seen that some of the stone, some of the pads of stone was settling, and we just didn't really like it. So we started doing a little research on how we can eliminate this. So I've found now that there's a uh, there's a woven fabric that most of the guys most of the uh, the road contractors will put down a woven fabric before they do their stone and their paving. And what what we what we found out is if if you don't use the woven fabric, there's you know all dirt varies, but there's there there can be some soft spots uh, within a pad that will settle quicker than you know, the rest of the pad. Hey, stop what you're doing and take a listen to today's High Barn sponsor. Union Grove Lumber should be your first call for barn lumber. Trust us, if it comes from a tree and goes on a barn, we distribute it. Back in 1986, when we distributed lumber by the piece, we had a simple vision in mind to source quality products at competitive prices served with good old-fashioned customer care. This is a vision we still hold true to, though our lumber yards have had pretty big makeovers over the years. We carry everything it takes to build a barn, including siding, flooring, notched runners, pressure-treated joists, and European spruce. Our seasoned team works together to deliver products to builders in all 50 states and Canada. To reach Union Grove Lumber, call 704-539-5506. Or reach them online at uniongrovelumber.com. Woo! So once we uh, once I kind of understood that part, I'm like, okay, well, that's why they're using fabric. So now the way we do it is we use a 4x4, or sorry, a 4x6 all the way around, and we, we put them in upright uh, rather than laying them flat, because if you put them in, flat they tend to warp sooner so all four by sixes are upright 
We do uh, two foot long rebars all the way out around. Um, and then the stone base, we're doing four to six inches thick. And then right under the stone, we put down the woven fabric. So that's like a commercial grade fabric. And that has been a, a huge um, improvement to, to the way our pads are installed, just, just to help stabilize it and keep it from sending. Uh, and that actually helps to, uh, well, let me back up a little bit. So when, when you don't put fabric in, over time, you get water, you know, rain, a lot of rain water going into the pad. Over time, the mud kind of eases its way up through the stone and it doesn't drain as good. If you put a fabric in there, it just separates the dirt and the stone and it keeps the stone nice and clean, keeps the, you know, gives you a better drainage and it, you know, obviously it helps keep the weeds down as well. Um, so, so yeah, all in a nutshell, basically you're going to have a border, a four by six border four to six inches thick stone with woven fabric uh, underneath that. And then typically anything that would be, if we have to build up the back of the pad, like more than 16 inches, then we do like the reinforcement, uh, what we call a dead man. So that's to help reinforce the walls. We did have the fabric put down. So I'm happy about that. I was uh, on the fence about it and he sort of said, yeah, you're, you're going to want this. I promise. And if I would have done this podcast before I would have, definitely went with it but i'm glad we did so yeah and well not only that like if a lot of the shed guys use the mules uh and if you're going to drive over your stone with a mule it the the fabric helps keep it a little more stable uh i mean it'll still move around because it's it's not a it doesn't pack hard it's it's you know it's a drainage stone so it doesn't pack too hard but if you if you just do uh just stone on top of the ground you know if it's at all soft ground like it the stone will move around much more so that actually brings a lot of value to the shed guys as well if if you have you know the the proper base to keep it nice and you know it packs a little harder well i don't know if you follow along on the shed hauler page facebook page but i always find it uh impressive to see some of the work that those fellows do um and i always get a, a little bit tickled whenever i see the elusive gravel pad yeah. uh that shows up um what what are the some of the common things that you see that people are actually doing wrong whenever they're like installing a gravel pad versus what you guys do well a lot of a lot of guys will um they'll just bring stone in and just throw it right on top of the grass so what happens if you do that is not only are you putting stone right on top of the grass to give it you know, it's, it's eventually it's give it five years, maybe not even five years, maybe even three years. And it'll, it'll start washing out on the sides and the stone is eventually just going to keep, you know, seeping through the, uh, like the grassy spot. And it just, it's going to become all unstable. And, and at that point it just becomes all off level and soon their doors won't work and windows won't work. And I, I remember when I was in shed till we got tons of calls for, you know, oh, yeah. two, three, four-year-old sheds that it's sending in. Most of the shed companies that, you know, it's not like, oh, I know for us anyhow, we used to, we didn't really want to charge them because it's not that, that old of a shed. So most times you go back and fix it for nothing anyway, you know, when you're in the area. Yeah. Um, that, that was actually something I wanted to mention as well, that we get a lot of, a lot of good feedback from uh, shed companies that, you know, if they're if they're putting down a shed on on the proper installed pad, 
like they don't ever have to go back. And and not only that, the drivers can come in, they drop their sheds, and they're out of there in you know twenty or thirty minutes, rather than messing around with you know trying to get one side jacked up, get your doors to work out. Uh, I'm sure anybody that delivers sheds, they know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's always a seems to be a a struggle to you know deliver a shed on an on stable or a or an on level pad. It, it just causes extra time and. It seems it's just a constant battle for for everyone if it's not a if, if the proper foundation isn't installed. So what's what's best for a shed? Concrete foundation or gravel? <clears throat> so we typically uh, will will recommend stone over concrete any day, and the reason we do that is if you if you put a shed on a concrete pad, most of the time you know if it rains you're going to have water on the pad until it evaporates. And, you know, that that's, that's a lot better than having it on the ground. Obviously, it's going to be nice and solid. Uh, but if you have a stone pad, it's going to be – so we, we usually call it um, – you know, obviously, you have a foundation, but it's also designed to be a seepage bed. So typically, we'll make the pad a foot wider all the way out around the shed. So then all your water from your roof will drip right into your pad. So now you have a pad that not only has really good drainage, uh, but it also keeps the side of your shed clean. You know, you don't have any water dripping down into the grass. You know, eventually it'll turn into mud, and then the mud spritzes up on the side of the shed, and it'll just create like a, yeah, it's just not not a very pleasant sight after a, a number of years. So that's that's the main reason why we would recommend stone or concrete. Um, then the question always comes up, well, what about rodents getting underneath there? And, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the older, older guys, they'll, they're like set on concrete just because of rodents. But the way we install the pads, like if you have, if you have a border around it and you know, there's really no way for them to get in, um, if well, they can crawl underneath where the open, where the football fours are open, but there's a less chance for for rodents to get in there because your stone doesn't ever wash out; it doesn't ever move around. Um, and we usually tell people if you want to be 100% sure not to get any rodents in, just all you gotta do is put a wire mesh to cover you know the the, the open football fours on your shed. But even without the wire mesh, we we hadn't had any callbacks on rodents getting underneath and messing up their stone. So that's been a that's been a blessing as well. So so John, two questions here, I guess. Uh, the the cost difference between gravel and concrete. Uh, just kind of go through that. You know which ones, uh, you know, more cost effective, and also could you could you kind of give us like a ballpark price of like what a ten by sixteen gravel pad would would cost? Yep. Yeah. So typically, a concrete pad is going to be. It's not quite double, maybe eighty percent more than a stone pad. Um, so, example on a for a ten by sixteen shed, we would install a twelve by eighteen pad. Uh, we're probably going to be, I'd say, roughly twelve hundred dollars for a stone foundation. Uh, concrete, I'm going to say, yeah, you're probably going to be up in the lower two thousand, something like that. Uh, just to kind of give you an idea, yeah. uh, and then. You know, that also, the price depends on where they're loca- located. So if we're, if we're traveling, you know, outside of 20 miles from, 
from Gap PA there, then we just have a mileage charge. So if we're going to North Jersey, it's probably going to add another probably roughly five six hundred dollars for you know for the travel time for the cruise. So if you come to Illinois, it's going to add quite a bit. Then that's what you're saying. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, maybe maybe you can find us a, a guy a pad guy out there that can that we can work with, and we can do it for you a little cheaper. There we go. Hey, now there's now there's a conversation. Um, do you have in, intentions on expanding? You're in all of these states now, but is that something that you hope to do? A service you hope to be able to offer to the end user, the 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 person who purchases the building, but also a service that you plan to offer to other shed companies throughout. Yeah, so we have a crew, a sub crew in Virginia and in Ohio. Um, so that is that is something that we want to get into some more. Um, basically we just, if, if we can, if we have, uh, like example, Ohio, that's, you know, obviously that's a really big shed, um, a shed areas where a lot of shed manufacturers there, a lot of shed sales. So, um, so we would look at a state like Ohio and we, you know, kind of look at the amount of sheds being built there and, Hey, is it worth setting up, uh, like a sub crew or even, you know, we would be open to setting up even like a you know, like an employee uh, in that area that would want to manage that area. But uh, for now, we're, we're looking at more, you know, like the guy in Ohio, he's in Mount Vernon, Ohio. He's set up as a sub crew. And basically, we're providing him with orders. Uh, he's, he's, he's a guy that don't like to, you don't want to deal with customers. He don't want to do any retail. He, basically, he just wants to go out and work and, and do his thing. So, yeah, we'd be... We'd be very open to expanding into more states if, if, if that, he's uh, in, you know, the right guys that come along. If he's in Mount Vernon, Ohio, that's not our, our buddy Richard Miller out there doing your <laughs> your concrete and gravel pads, is it? No. Okay. If, if, no. if it is, he's putting a no. Weber grill on it, and he's grilling out for the people, I guarantee you. Yeah, no, that's great. I, hey, I think that uh, I can't help but hope that you get some phone calls, you know, after this, uh, after this episode and – uh, folks are looking to partner with you somehow on that. And, and uh, if we can help yeah, you in, hey. in any way, we, we'd be glad to help you or, or move people towards you and, and that direction. We are, we are shed geeks. So for us, it's um, we like to always say it's about the betterment of the industry. It's helping others out. Well, it goes back to the Zig Ziglar comment, doesn't it? You know, like help others out and you'll receive benefit through that. So that's, yep. um, that's the, that's the best place to, to operate is to serve others. I mean, once, hey, you, absolutely. once you learn that it it really changes your life and i think that you know we're at least getting a grasp of it and man i think what you do is really cool what's some of the what's some of the challenges what's some of the things that you've seen some of the hardest things that you've come up against as far as like objections to saying i'm going to go out and win the day or what's some of the craziest stories you've heard yeah, you, know, you know or, you know all the customers say their ground's flat oh goodness it's yeah. level <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll give you. I'll, so the way we operate, I'll answer your question just shortly. But I want to. I want to kind of tell you the way we operate first, and then you'll understand. Okay. Uh, so this was probably five years ago. It was soon after we had started in the in the, uh, in the site prep business. We had. Um, so, so we typically when we sell, whether you're a shed company selling for us, uh, or whether you know we're selling in house. We always sell, assuming the site is within eight inches of level. Uh, back then, it was within ten inches of level. Uh-huh. So you know, we have we have like 
maybe three different questions we asked just to kind of feel out, get try to get a good idea on what the site is like. Well, this customer was down in um, down in Maryland. It was down DC area, and you know there are certain areas that we know when we go to certain areas, it's going to be off level. Like it's just a uh, you just know there's a lot of hills and it's you know rocks and all that type of stuff. But DC, like I didn't, you know, it's fairly flat down there typically. Um, so anyhow, I had I had uh, this was a job from a shed company sent us the order it was like a 16 by 30 pad or something like that and i had when i, I was doing scheduling at that time so i had scheduled it asking all the questions oh yeah yeah it's nice and flat you know it shouldn't be a problem easy access and yeah it should be an out of here in no time and so i'm thinking all right cool so that that sounds like a a good uh good job to send good i had a promising a day huh? time that was, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so anyway i was I, uh, that was on a Monday that I sent them out there. I was on vacation that day and I got to get a call from the crew. And he's like, Hey, uh, and man, we got here this morning and we can't get our truck anywhere near to the site. It's back behind his house and down, you know, big rolling hills. And it was all like way off level. I'm like, well, what, what, like how far off level is it? And he's like, it's like six foot off. I'm like, oh, my oh gosh. My goodness. <laughs> so oh my gosh. That, yeah, that was we actually we get that quite a bit where you know, customers they don't know they they're not used to looking at grades and stuff. So we uh yeah, we we got many of those over the years and we just kind of take it as it comes, try to you know, that a job like that would typically turn into a two day job. So then you got to get back and reschedule your customers that you had on for, for the other day there but um we were yeah, with our so that's, that's, that's we was with our we was with our buddy sam recently and and uh he was kind of giving a tutorial on one of the things we were speaking at and uh trying to explain that there's a difference in level and flat hey stop what you're doing listen to this mini barn sponsor what would your dream rent to own program look like picture it now would it have cutting edge technology with integrations throughout the shed industry? Or would it include traditional financing and multiple same-as-cash offerings? Perhaps your ideal rent-to-own program puts money back in your pocket. Perhaps it has a unique way to onboard and train your dealer network. Wherever your mind goes and whatever your dream consists of, Newfound Rentals can help you. Give us a call today at 316-536-0472 and let's discuss your dream. Yeah, that's that's just what the customers don't, you know, a lot of times they don't get. And we, we probably tease at it, but, I mean, the the reality is they just, it's a concept that they don't understand that we work in, you know, or you do, especially on a daily basis. So, yeah, it's a it's yeah. a struggle for them to, to kind of get that. That's, but yeah, that's six feet. <laughs> that's, that's, that's off by me, basically. Like, <laughs> I could stand underneath it. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah, so at, we had too many of those. So we're like, you know what? We're going to go out and check every site that's 12 by 20 or bigger. So we, we fixed that problem now. So Yeah, that takes a, a <laughs> no more like that. considerable amount more rock. And then I'm assuming that you guys have to box in the end of that, you know, somehow so that it's. Yeah, I, I just can't imagine. It seems like that it's yeah. an extra day of yeah, work, you know. Oh, absolutely! It's like four times the amount of materials. It's 
I mean, you're talking a couple of truckloads of stone, and yeah, it's it's a much bigger job. So, yeah, do you have an nope. issue getting stone, uh, being that you spread out so far, or is that pretty <laughs> readily available in most areas? No, that's that's pretty good. I mean, it pricing varies tremendously. Uh, whether we're in Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, PA, I mean, the pricing is a big, a, a very big deal for us. Um, but as far as availability, it, it hasn't been. Yeah, it hasn't been too bad at this point yet. So that's that's been uh, that's been pretty good. What have you seen just overall change since your introduction into the into the shed life? Uh, what have you seen change on your journey here versus where you started to where you are now? What what surprises you the most? Give us your predictions on what we can expect. Uh, we travel all over the country. Number one question we get asked is how you doing. Number two question is always. What are you seeing that's out there? Uh, what, what do you see? You're saying, you're saying as far as uh, like just sales or are you saying like uh, production or like? Well, I suspect that you probably didn't, you know, see a whole lot of pads originally. Um, probably just the, the uh, need for your business to be able to create that business model that you could actually have yeah. someone go out and service so many states. To me, he plays as an example of like something we would have saw different that was in the 70s or 80s or 90s or even shed sales in the last two years has yeah. been just exploding and amazing. And we think that the shed industry is, is maturing and it's starting to develop into a, a much more organized um, industry. Do you, Would you agree oh, with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I would 100% agree with that. Like, the thing that amazes me is, like, a lot of the people that were buying sheds, you know, 10, 15, 20, well, shoot, even 40 years ago, uh, like, once they move away from the house, like, they cannot do without a shed. Like, it, it seems like once somebody's used to having that, you know, a place where they can put all their stuff, your, you know, your tools or even just toys whatever like it's it's a place where they can keep their stuff and like yeah once they get used to that they they almost can't do without it because now you don't have the mess in your garage um i think my my personal uh uh projections on where the shed industry is at i mean i i would say we're only we're only getting started and i think it's becoming more um how would you say more more stable? It's more of a uh, like the way a lot of the the shed dealers and uh, even manufacturers are just starting to do more marketing on value. You know how how do we add value to uh, the end user? Like once that type of thing takes place, people start seeing value and more people buy into it. And you know it's it's um, there's there's a lot of people out there that don't have sheds yet. And there's also a lot of people that already had sheds that can't do without them. So, yeah, honestly, I, I think, um, I mean, yeah, markets go up and down like, like they always have. You can't get away from that. But as far as the overall shed uh, industry, I think it's, I think it's uh, continuing to grow and I think it's only going to keep going that way. And with that, uh, what the people see the value in why they should have a you know, the proper foundation put in for a shed. Uh, there again, I, 
I think it's uh, something that they're they're not going to want to do without. Um, like if I compare the way I used to sell sheds back when I worked for uh, the shed company compared to now, like what what the customer's experience actually is with the proper foundation, it's like yeah, it's it's a big difference. And and you know if it's one thing to just sell a shed to a customer, but if you continue to add value that will go with them for many, many years, uh-huh. um, they will always come back to you and they'll remember you. Anytime you educate a customer and you listen and you, you know, give them a good experience, like they're going to remember you. It's just something about um, adding value to people that, uh, that they don't forget it. So yeah, as far as uh, the, the, you know, doing more pads, I, I think that part of things is much more underdeveloped than even the shed industry itself. So I think it's something that just, yeah, like I said, the more you're going to, the more people that get pads, the more they're going to see it, how, how valuable it is. And even for shed companies, they're going to see the value of it as well. And they're going to see, they're going to see, you know, what it does for their customers and their drivers and, you know, it saves everybody time through the delivery, and um, yeah, just overall, it just makes a better experience, in my opinion. John, do you have any like uh, literature over some of what you guys do? Is most of your stuff found on your website? Yeah. So any any literature, uh, any, any you know site prep information, we have everything on the website. We have a lot more on the website than not. Uh, the website is siteprep.com. Um, if you want me to spell it? I'll spell it out for everybody yeah, that way. If they want to check it out, it's it's s i t e p r e p dot com. So siteprep.com. dot com. Uh, you can find all the different videos. Uh, there's tons of different blog posts. Um, yeah, there's just tons of good information on there, and we even have a step by step guide showing if if you're the you know if you're a homeowner and you're looking to install a pad. Uh, we have a step-by-step guide showing exact uh, details, you know, every little detail showing how we install them. So we'll show the tools that you need and basically everything that you need to install a pad. So, Man, yeah, that if you want to check that out, it's all on the website. Yeah, John, and at some point we're going to try to get this sales uh, initiative and sales coaching thing put together. I would love to pull off of your expertise or kind of – uh, if I hate to put you on the spot here, but at some point maybe get some commitment from you if you're interested in uh, your particular space of the industry and in site prepping. Man, I would love to be able to just pull on your expertise or have you as a speaker or something at, at some point sort of involved in all that. So let's stay in touch for sure. If we're up in Lancaster, uh, we're going to try to reach out to you, take you out and and uh, and and. Uh, get some dinner we always say breaking bread is where we get to know people when we get to eat together oh, that's absolutely. when we become friends um <laughs> so when we get up that way we'll definitely reach out to you i'd encourage people to go on to siteprep.com uh do you want to give a phone number or is that on the website as well yeah so we have the phone numbers on the website i can give it right here as well so it's 717-799-7311 and whether you're a shed company, retailer, customer, or maybe you're a, a guy that's looking to start, you know, installing uh, sites, I'd be more than happy to talk to anybody. I'll, I'll give you any information that you need to get started or whether you're looking to install something. I, 
you know, any questions anybody had, they can call me at any time and I'll try and, um, you know, educate in any area that, that I possibly can. Yeah, John, we'll try to help push that for you too. Uh, if we know some people, uh, get them your number and everything. Hey, we usually end each, or we try to at least end each episode in prayer. Um, we were wondering yeah. possibly not to put you on the spot. Would you, would you want to do that for us? Yeah, sure. I can do that. Yeah. Go ahead whenever you're you ready. ready now? Yes, sir. Yep. Hey, I'm ready. Heavenly Father, thank you for um, your love and thank you for your grace to us. Lord, thank you for um, just for coming on this earth and for, for dying for our sins, Lord. And thank you for uh, blessing us with your word that, Lord, you have given us a foundational, um, foundational content that we can go to, Lord, and we can read of your word. We can... Um, uh, we can just become closer to you through your word. Father, and I just thank you for um, for this industry, for the shed industry. Thank you for the blessing that is uh, that, that you have upon uh, each uh, manufacturer, retailer, uh, drivers, whoever is involved here, Father, even the shed geeks. That I'm sure they're a blessing to many, many people uh, in the shed industry and uh, even customers. Father, I just... Thank you for your love and for the greatness of who you are. And uh, we just want to continue to serve you and bring honor and glory to you, Father. We love you and we praise you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Man, it's so nice to meet you, John. We definitely can't wait to connect with you further, uh, speak with you a little bit more where opportunity exists. We wish nothing but blessings and great opportunity ahead for you. Uh, feel free if you're ever in uh, down in southern Illinois to reach out or if you're going to be traveling through give us a call we'd love to we'd love to meet with you if we if we win we'll we'll get up to your area before you do ours maybe yeah um then we'll we'll return the favor but love the information yeah, hey. i'm blown away by it the, the website looks awesome definitely see the value in what you do and i think the customers and um and some of our listeners will definitely see the value in that as well Hey, no, hey, really appreciate your time as well, Shannon and Kyle. You guys, uh, I'm sure you put a lot of hard work into this, and uh, it's just amazing to see people who want to add value to other people. That's, uh, yeah, just bless you in that in that area. Well, we appreciate that, brother. We're going to let you go. We'll but, take the uh, compliment. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll take it. It's, <laughs> not, uh, it's, not a lot. Not a lot of hard work goes into this. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. We just sit here and talk. So, well, <laughs> thank as, you, John. I think, as you said before, all, right. all the honor and glory goes to God. Uh, the opportunity, hey, you know, is created because of uh, because of Him, and we recognize that. So, hey, thank you, man. Yep. Such a breath of fresh air. We wish you uh, lots of luck. We just hope you have a good day today. Okay, buddy. All right. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Thank all right, John. Have Thanks, a good John. Day. Yep. Bye. Welcome back to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast. This is Mo Lunsford of Union Grove Lumber. We would like to welcome you to the Union Grove Lumber Studios. Hey, we're this year's studio sponsor. And this is your host, Shannon Latham. Here at the Shed Geek Podcast, we give you education you can use and entertainment you need.